Artemis isn't here. Which is fine. It's fine. She doesn't have to stay here. I'm not keeping her here. She can do whatever she likes. I'm just... I'm... I'm, I'm just worried. That she's in trouble. It's not like I think she stays in the shed at all times. That's silly. Of course she leaves. She might just be in the outhouse. She's fine, I'm sure. She's fine. She's fine. This isn't what I meant... It's not what I meant to be talking about. It's not an emergency per se. I just... I don't... I don't know. I need to talk about it. I need to talk about it. It's good, actually, that Artemis isn't here. She doesn't need to hear this. I've seen dead people before. At funerals, mostly. But I was there when my dad passed. I watched him die. It sounds dramatic. <laughs> but it wasn't. One second he was a person, and the next... I, I can't explain it. I blinked. And suddenly I could have been looking at a waxwork in a museum. They tried to liven him up a bit at the funeral, but I, I could see it. Beneath the makeup. The stillness. The lifelessness. Same as the moment he died. That's not that's not what I need to talk about. Sorry. I don't know what's gotten into me today. Once I start talking, I'm not very good at just stopping myself. I also just dug up a dead body. Doesn't really help. Stay the hell away from ethics. Sorry, I, I don't know why I paused for so long. I'm collecting myself, I guess. It's been a while since I've used this thing. But it's been quiet in town. We've been putting a deal through. The details kind of escape me, actually. Which is not like me. Hmm. I'm not very well, I don't think. I need to see someone about... All of this. I don't really like going to the doctors. They aren't very helpful, and that makes me very anxious. And when anxiety is the thing I want help with, that that I know they won't help me with. That that's not very helpful. Emergency broadcast. Yeah. Yep. 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 The council had been negotiating a deal with the factory these past few weeks. Uh, a conclusion was reached two days ago. Okay, basically, what happened was that the factory put in an expansion request. A request to buy more land. Really. 
The only issue was that the factory sits pretty much squarely at the centre of town. There's very little available space for it to expand to. To the south is a lake, which they've already expanded just a little too far into for my taste. To the west is a community centre, but flanking the north and east sides of the factory is a graveyard. It predates the town by at least a century. When people ran out of space in the small neighbouring town, they would bury their dead here, and every person who has ever died in ethics has been buried there. It's... I'm... Hmm. I, I was a Christian? I know some people think it's something you can't grow out of, but I certainly did. My parents took me to church and they sent me to a religious school, but it, I wasn't terribly interested at the time and it, it never really stuck. And in all the years since, I haven't found another religion that's really gripped me. After the quarry incident, I suppose I'm an atheist. Now that's a very strong word. I'm not certain. So agnostic, but that's such a wishy-washy statement to make, and it, it really doesn't encompass all of my feelings about omnipotence and the universe. I'm usually a lot more headstrong in my opinions. I, I thought I knew myself better than this. Sorry for the rambling. All I wanted to say was that although I'm not religious, I still think there's something to graveyards. It, it's not about the dead. I've already established I don't think they're anything more than empty husks. I think, I think how we treat the dead says more about us than it ever will about them. It's like, it's like how a funeral is never for the person we say it's for. It's for literally everyone else. The graves, the shrines, the certainty that that's where a body's been laid to rest. That's for family, friends, <laughs> gothy teens looking for somewhere to hang out. I think the fact that we build these places and maintain them shows how we let other people intertwine themselves into our lives. We're taking care of our memories of them more than anything. And maybe it's stupid. But it's such a human kind of stupid. It's actually quite sweet. Disturbing a place like that doesn't seem wrong because it's inconvenient to the dead, but because it's a dismissal of an age-old, time-honoured tradition. Graves are placed out of love and respect, and when you remove them, it's like saying those things never mattered. So, naturally, the mayor agreed to sell the land. I, I understand his position, though. We, we have not been doing well lately as a town. Ethically, but also monetarily. Nothing's changed, really. E expenses have mostly stayed the same. We're just... We're just suddenly broke. Inflation, I guess? But, but that's no excuse, really. This is his job. He shouldn't be selling off land that's spiritually significant to the people here. He should be fixing the problem. There wasn't a single person in that council room willing to approve the factory's transaction other than the mayor. Unfortunately, his is the only approval they needed. I... Hello? Artemis? Hello, who's there? 
nothing. It's nothing. It's, it's, it's an old shed, creepy woods. I'm hearing things now. That's a great sign, isn't it? And talking to myself, God, maybe... Maybe if I told the doctor about this, I... <laughs> Radio's on. Radio's on. Sensing the animosity preceding that decision, he tried to backpedal a little. There's a fair amount of free land on the outskirts of town. He suggested the graveyard be relocated there. I'd... I don't think he considered the impracticalities of the situation when he suggested it because it quickly became apparent that grave relocation is a specialist job and one hour small town certainly didn't have enough undertakers to manage. So the mayor volunteered the council. They were... Not pleased is an understatement. Addie just got up and left the room. I think if she hadn't, she may have started shouting. But, at the end of the day, they came round. The only other option was to dispose of the bodies in a mass grave, and obviously, that's untenable. Digging began today. Everyone was miserable, and I was no exception. Partially, it was down to plain disbelief at the situation. The fact that someone could be so blasé about selling something that belongs to the community. Mostly it was due to having to handle decomposing bodies. The graveyard was deathly silent. There was no camaraderie or casual conversation. Only the sound of shovels crunching through the sun-dried soil. Everyone tensely anticipating the same moment, the moment their shovel would stop shuddering through the earth and start sliding through soft-aged wood, then soft-aged flesh. Only for me, there was no wood. Just the sickening squelch of my shovel being embedded in a corpse. You see, when Artemis's mother was buried, it wasn't in a coffin. It wasn't at a grave. She was wrapped in a cloth and deposited in the ground. And now my shovel was lodged in her abdomen. I held my breath to keep from screaming, or, or throwing up, or crying, probably some mix of the three. I didn't want to dig her up, I didn't want to see her, but she deserves a proper resting place and a real burial, not to be crushed beneath a factory. So I dropped to my knees, tugged the shovel head from her torso, and began to carefully extricate her bundled body. She was so cold. They say bodies are cold when they're laid out in the morgue or being prepared in the coffin, but I'd never felt a cold like this. My fingers were not my own as I pressed them into the earth, carefully carving out the shape of her head, her neck, her hand, frozen solid and clasped against her shoulder. My chest shook, painfully and violently sending tremors across my shoulders and down my spine as I hauled her from the ground, pulling her against my chest to support her weight. I felt that cold creep into my lungs, and for just a second I thought I'd never breathe again. I was wrong, though. I was gentle. 
I was so gentle, lifting her from the ground, but the sheet fell back. I'd never seen her face before. Not properly, but she looks just like her. She looks just like Artemis. Her face was cracked open and bloodied, and her eyes were dead, still. Dimmed of that light that Artemis has, but her hair and her lips, if she... If she could have smiled, they would have the exact same smile. I know it. I am a terrible person. I should have told her. But now it's been so long, and the town... I, 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 I can't let her go there. She shouldn't stay here. She just, she just needs to go home. I can't do this anymore. Whatever this is, I can't do it. It's destroying me. Nothing feels real. I can barely keep track of my own thoughts. I know what no one is listening. You're not listening. Because if you were, you wouldn't let me keep doing this. You January. <gasps> hey, um, uh, hey, hey, Artemis, are you okay? It just, it just goes on forever. Forever. I, I, I thought I'd never find my way back here. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What's, what's happened, Artemis? I went out into the woods. I mean, I go out into the woods a lot. Just for a walk or to look for my mum. But this time, you, you'd been gone for so long and I didn't know if something had happened or I was just curious so I I went out into the woods and I climbed up over the valley and down the other side and I was looking for it I don't know a, a road a petrol station or another town something I don't know but it was just woods I walked for hours and hours and it was just woods hey hey hey, hey, hey. it's okay I, it's okay I, I didn't think I'd ever find my way back here I, I didn't think I'd ever find anything it's so quiet out there. The birds stopped singing and I swear, I swear even my footsteps didn't make a sound. It was like being in a vacuum. It was terrifying. Okay, you're tired? Sit down, okay? Just take a breath and you, sit down. You don't believe me. You come up here and tell your horror stories about this town, but you don't believe me. The woods are big. It's easy to get lost once you crest the valley. It's it's. Henry, you're not listening. I walked for hours in one direction and ended up back here. It is so easy to get lost in the woods. I wasn't it lost. There's something wrong. With this town? Yeah, I know that. I know. That's what I keep telling you. That's why I tried to send you home. And that's why, when you wouldn't go, I tried to keep you here. Away from whatever the hell is going on out there. Call someone. You're going home. Have you been crying? Call someone. Now, we're not doing this anymore. No. I don't care who. Just do it. But my mum... Has been miss has been missing for weeks now. If, when they find her, they'll let you know. You can't wait any longer. You don't understand. There has to be someone who can come and get you. January, stop. There's no one, okay? 
it's been what almost a month and no one's come to get me have you seen any missing posters or anything on local facebook pages exactly i don't have any friends you can call or any family or anyone it was just my mum, and even she didn't want me around half the time. You don't even want me around. I, I don't know what's happened to my mum. I don't know if she's just lost out there in the horrible woods. Or, I don't get this town either. It's weird and creepy, and I'm scared, but I can't just leave. Not without my mum. Please, just, just let me stay here until I find her. Please. I'm calling Child Protective Services. They'll know what to do with you until your mum turns up. No. No, January, no. I, I don't want to go there. I'm not a child. I can look after myself. Don't call them. Please don't call them. I should have done this as soon as you turned up here. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm supposed to be a responsible adult. No. No, no please, please. No, please don't call them. Please. Hello, this is Lara from NSCPP. How can I help you? Hello? Can you hear me? If you can't talk right now, that's perfectly alright. We'll always be here if you'd like to get in touch another time. Or if you're looking for a more discreet method of getting in touch, there is an email address and a contact form on our website. Uh. Why did you do that? I didn't call them. What? I I, I just saw you. I I, 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 didn't call them. I, I didn't even. I do. I, I was bluffing. I thought. I thought if, I thought you'd give in and tell me who you'd give me someone to call. I, I, I dialed a random number. I, I didn't even use a calling code. I, I just hit buttons. There's just random buttons. They, that should not have worked. Are you okay? I, I'm, I'm sure it was just a coincidence. You were thinking about it and you dialed the number by accident. I don't even know the number. That is so statistically unlikely, it is impossible. Like silent footsteps in the woods? Like... Like silent footsteps in the woods. So, can I stay? Artemis, you can't... Please. Please. I just want my mum. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just, just... until we figure out some more things. Just... No more wandering around the woods, okay? That'll be an easy promise to keep. Oh, is the radio on? Were you recording something? I'm sorry. What happened? It's, um, no, 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 it's, it, no, nothing really, you're fine. It was just something about the factory, some, some land the mayor sold. I, I was basically done. Nothing, nothing you need to worry about. All right. Should I turn it off then? Yeah, yeah, just, um, just on the side. Thank you.
Epic's Town is a member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. This episode, you heard Rhys Lawton as January Johnson and Liz Dokakina as Artemis Flynn. It was written and produced by C.L. Hendry, with sound design by Kai Willem Pritchard, and theme by Mix Idol. If you're enjoying the show, you can leave us a tip on Ko-fi, or follow us anywhere on social media at Ethics Town Pod. Thank you for listening. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours, 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 yours. yours Faustian nonsense. Yours, thanks yours, you for your patronage. Just like yours. My ladies, gentles, in you come, and those who are neither all or some. Uh, Veronica Harrington, Jen McIntyre, oh, Doctor McLeod, if you prefer. Uh, she they pronouns. I heard you'd like to hear a story. Of magic wild and murder gory. I'm sure you heard the clowns are scary. You little bleeder, I'll kill you! Haunt circus, sewer, folk unwary. But what if there were clowns heroic? Jen has a present. I've asked them to join the society. Brave and noble, skilled and stoic. Not much to it, is there? More than you think. Clowns who against the darkness fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dead, Missy. you and I rest safe at night. You scared of clouds? I'll tell you this. I'd probably give this one a miss. The rest, you all can come with me. To the Pantaloon Society. The Pantaloon Society is an audio novella in 12 parts, and can be found wherever you listen to find podcasts. For more information, please do follow us on Twitter at at Pantaloonsock. Thank you for listening.